Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. My guest this week is Ms. Saiki Shui. Ms. Saiki Shui has worked as a professional lighting designer and theater educator for over 29 years. She has been invited as guest lecturer and or visiting professor by the Theater Academy of Finland, the Central Academy of Drama, China, and Singapore's Nyanying Academy of Fine Arts, and is regularly invited to speak at international lighting symposiums and professional or academic conferences, including Oistat, Hangshui Symposium, and Lightspot at PQ 2015. She has worked with professional theater and dance companies in Hong Kong and for many other performing companies internationally in Singapore, Korea, the Netherlands, Canada, Macau, USA, Russia, and China. Ms. Shui was awarded the Hong Kong Federation of Drama Society's Best Lighting Design in 2005 for the Hong Kong Repertory Theater production Rotate 270 and in 2007 for the work on the Hong Kong Repertory Theater production Blindness. Recognizing Tsai Ki Shui's achievement, she was honored with a Youth Career Achievement Award in Lighting Design by Hong Kong's Federation of Drama Societies in 2001. Her biography was included in Who's Who in the World 2011 as one of the most internationally renowned lighting designers based in Hong Kong. Ms. Tsai Ki Shui earned an advanced diploma from the Hong Kong Academy for Performing Arts and a Master's of Arts degree from Middlesex University. She was also a special research fellow mentored by Jennifer Tipton and taught by Professor Tipton and William Bill Warfel at Yale's School of Drama. She is developing a project called Illumination of Well-Being in which art disciplines such as lighting, drama, movement, and puppetry are introduced. It is a collaboration between two cities, Singapore and Hong Kong. Research for the project is underpinned by the Goal Attainment Scale and led by Li Wei Ying, a drama therapist in Singapore. I want to thank Ms. Jenny Young for helping bring us together and having this conversation at the previous PQ 2019. I hope you enjoy this interview. Enjoy. and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. Um, I am sitting here in the terrace of the main hall at PQ. Uh, it is the Tuesday or, yeah, no, Tuesday. Uh, and uh, I am sitting here with uh, some guests. Uh, if you could please introduce yourself. I'm Saiki Choi, come from Hong Kong, Hong Kong Academy for Performing Arts. I'm teaching theater lighting. Okay, and to my left is? Uh, I'm Jenny Young. I was brought up in Hong Kong and went to school in England and finally got my uh, degree in America. The real fact that um, I'm bilingual, so I'm doing a lot of translations between the two, especially uh, in theatres. Excellent. And we're kind of here to have a, uh, a conversation, um, not only about uh, lighting, but also uh, puppetry, which is um, your specialty, yes. or, uh, or lighting. Exactly. And so could you just kind of give uh, me and our audience a little bit of background about um, how you got involved in uh, the lighting um, your, and how you 
you were just starting to tell me about how you got involved with the puppetry because someone approached you、uh, at your school. So. Yeah, I think it's about ten years ago.、Uh, one of the old traditional Chinese puppet master he called up to my office while I was teaching in school, and then he would like to ask some advice. See how can improve the lighting situations for traditional Chinese puppetry. So at that moment, I really the layman of Chinese puppetry, but I start to do the research and also helping them what's going on. Then I discover it's a really amazing because for Chinese puppetry,、uh, normally they define. Into four kinds of it. So the first one actually is the shadow puppet. I think most of the audience have seen that quite often. The other one is the hand puppet, and also the、uh, rock puppet.、Uh, the last one actually I think is so fascinating. That is the string puppet. Because the string puppet normally, if you see the Western puppetry, they will have about six to eight string to control the movement of the puppet. Okay. But for Chinese one, they can start from twenty. I mean, about twenty is normally you can see. But、okay. the most amazing one I can see up to forty. But why they can have that kinds of string and then、uh, what that particular string is used for? Because they can. Control every single knock of your fingers,、okay. and that's why the movement can be more elegant and more details of it. So the so where it would take usually one person to operate, we're talking multiple people to operate one、uh, puppet itself. Yes. No. No. Actually, for forty plus string, it's only operated by one master, and those master actually have to remember every single string. Which part of the puppetry's body supposed to be,、okay. and at the same time, for the Western puppetry, you remember that all the string is fixed length distance. So let's say I、uh, tilt up the thing, the thumb. Actually, maybe the hands will go up, right? Right. But for them, actually, the string is longer than that kinds of control. So it means、right. that they need to, according to the. Body height, and then to get particular point of the string to control the movement of the puppetry. So, so the you talked about how this 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 master puppet master Chinese puppet master came in and asked you to improve the lighting. What what was the lighting before you got involved? What would be considered puppet lighting then? I guess because I'm not. I think first of all is because、um, the puppetry in Hong Kong or even in China nowadays、uh, not that popular. So most of the young generations they are not really interested to see it because they can see the TV, see the movie, see the TV game stuff.、Right. So、uh, it's fading out. So that's why the puppet master found that is there any possibility they can improve their quality or maybe attract more audience?、Okay. So that's why he asked: Is it lighting can be one of the media can help them to improve that situation?、Uh, so because of that,、uh, I start.、Uh, I think it's year 2014 to apply the funding to have a two-year program, and within that two-year program, first of all, we try to recruit ten puppet uh, young uh, artists. Actually, their background maybe come from uh, performer, uh, later their drama, Cantonese opera performer or dancer,、okay. and also educator. And then the other one is、uh, they will put them or maybe will arrange it with the、uh, master, the old master. 
I think we arranged three puppet masters uh, to teach them one by one how to operate all those four kinds of puppetry. Okay. But actually, within six months, it's just like the junior level. They can't really occupy, I mean, they can't uh, manipulate all those movements easily. So at the end of it, uh, after six years, we try to collaborate a performance with a multimedia uh, light projection, or maybe we use the software to have the interactive with the puppeter. Okay. I mean, the puppetry and also the puppeteer work together to create another new show. But the most important one thing is the Chinese puppetry, similar like the Chinese opera. Music is the foundations because every movement is based on the music. Okay. So because of that, we invite an uh, Italian percussion artist and also composer. They did the rehearsal for another four months. Uh, each date and then they try to tell their own story. I mean the puppeteer tell their own story and transform those characters to the puppet. And then with the percussion artist, uh, they tell the story in front of the audience. Because what the objective of that performance is, we would like to bring the behind puppeteer in front of stage and then let the audience know that what actually the puppeteer, I mean the puppet master they are doing behind the screen. So the, the so the performance space that these uh, uh, shows take place in is it a, a, a small space with like you know a hundred seats or how, I'm, I'm trying to imagine in my head uh, the what what this might look like like I've seen shows puppet shows where you, you see the the, the 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 puppeteers standing behind uh, or dressed in black standing over a, a stage that's in a smaller scale and you and you're not supposed to pay attention to the, the puppeteers but you're supposed to watch the the show that's happening in front of you um, is that the the type of space because you're talking about you've mentioned multimedia and music and and a lot of these other um, dynamic elements yeah so how how does that what is I guess I'm kind of curious is what a puppet theater looks like then. Yeah, uh, actually normally uh, closer distance is more effective for the audience to see more clearly what the puppeteer is doing. Okay. But because we really want to absorb more people to know what is translational Chinese puppetry. So that's why we uh, get the theater has 400 seats. Okay. But what we have is we have also have the multicam to capture the image and then to project it. So it means that the audience can really want to see the details of it they can okay. also zoom in for a particular moment. But, I mean, because that theater is in Hong Kong Academy for Performing Arts, the drama theater, so it's quite good uh, layout of the auditorium. The sign line is very good too. So uh, the audience not really feel difficult, mm -hmm. I mean, to see what's going on. On the other hand, is the stage actually, we try to push it, push it further downstage. So it means more closer to the auditorium. I and mean, that is what we aim for to do that. You spoke about uh, doing research and looking into ways of, as you, as it was requested of you, to help improve the that a, a portion of the design. What uh, what kind of research did you do, and what were some of the things that you looked into in terms of? Did you look more into traditions, or did you look at um, newer technologies? What, where where did you start? Mm. 
I think starts from the very beginning, we need to understand what is transition. So that's why we try to do the research, is try to find back all those puppeteers they come from. Uh, so first of all, we, we could, uh, we try to find, that because that project happened in Hong Kong, so we would like to uh, do the interview for the existing old puppet master in Hong Kong. And that time we can find four of them. Uh, actually got the fifth one, but just before our project start, one month before that, that puppet master passed away. Oh so no. we only got four left over, and, but we did invite them come. Uh, we have the oral interview, and also we got the uh, video camera to shooting whatever they're talking about. For example, like uh, how they start with become a puppet uh, puppet master and also how's the journey that he passed through up to now and the other questions we asked them will you regret right now you're the puppeteer mm -hmm. and then not many audience but they I remember one of the puppet masters is very touching. He told me that it's just like people taking the drug. I mean, he can stop it. He keep on loving it. Right. But the point is um, he can't pass that uh, skill, uh, that technique to the next generation. He felt very sorry. Because uh, I remember one of the uh, hand puppet masters, he's, I mean, he's the fifth generation yeah. uh, from his great-great-great-great-grandfather have already doing that. Uh, traditional Chinese puppet, but he did ask for other uh, young artists, see either they can pick up uh, that role or try to learn under him, mm -hmm. but he found it very difficult, uh, particularly rock puppet, okay. because rock, rock puppet for Chinese, uh, traditional Chinese uh, skill technique is based on Chinese opera. Okay. So it means they need to know how to sing, they need how to walk, how to do the, all those convention okay. movements, and also some of them even know the music. And it's very difficult, and then you have to control the puppet at the same time you have to do your own movement. And we can also see their body movement very easily to transfer, transform all those movements to the puppetry. So maybe I can show you all those pictures after I talk to Sure, you absolutely. I'd be fascinated by it. I, I've heard that, um, that there are usually families that pass along traditions, whether it be artistic or you know, something that is unique to a particular family. So um, in Trinidad, uh, there are people who pass along uh, roles that are, that are played. So, for example, the Jab Molassi, which is a type of character, um, that there, there are families that that's, what, that's a character that they play and they pass along. Um, things like the, the Fancy Sailor, um, people, people who have refined playing that role for Carnival and for Mass and, and things like that. Um, so that, this idea of passing it along, um, are there, is there a structure, was there or is there a structure of families that actually play certain roles and that if you are born into this family it is expected of you to play that particular role or how, do, how does it how does it work because I I thought that was true with um, uh, people in, uh, in in opera mm. as well so does that translate to the, the same thing with if you're if you're if your father or your mother played a particular role this is the role that you should be playing or mm -hmm. that you are going to be trained to play uh, actually, I think, uh, like what you mentioned, for Chinese character, they normally they were uh, divided into several roles. For example, uh, it's the uh, principal, female principal or male principal. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, uh, we, um, we call is the kind of the, like the uh, old uh, 
the old man, old boy, an uh, old man, uh, old lady, or maybe some uh, special character. Uh, but the point is, while they defined, uh, while they have young, I remember one of the puppeteer told me that when he's young, they have no toys, nothing he can play. Only can play is he can go to look at the score or play around with the Chinese instrument. Particularly, they have knots of the puppet right in front of him. So he can just play around with the puppet. So mm. he just felt naturally he picked up the puppet okay. as a practice. But he didn't know that because this is the only toy he can play around with. Uh, but actually, they also open a recruit because uh, in Chinese uh, society, a uh, performer is not in a high society rating. So it's kind of lower. So that's why they just want to learn for the living. So maybe some kid, uh, they, say, uh, they really need uh, have her, I mean, daily life listening. Then mm -hmm. sometimes they will ask for the master, can I follow you and then can I learn, uh, I mean, uh, whatever skill that you can pass to me, I can be your assistant. I think this is the kinds of ways that they start practice off okay. while they was young. Uh, but the most important thing, uh, I guess, is the uh, kinds of passion. If those puppeteer, they won't have the passion, they're very easily to give up. Like you mentioned, uh, they can't only be work as a female character, male character. It's because for one uh, puppeteer show, Sometimes there may be the, uh, the small scale, maybe up to like three to four puppeteer. They have to do the entire play. But okay. some may be even more, I mean like 20 plus people. But mm -hmm. it, it really depends on the scale of the company. So because of that, from the very starting point, they need to learn every single role. But um, like Chinese opera, if you know that, the people go in to see the show, they're not only look at, oh, this is the famous character or whoever. I mean, this is, of course, they will favor for a particular performer. Mm -hmm. But most important is they are not going to listen or watch the story because they are the convention. You just name the title of the play. They will know what's going on. They will know what song they're supposed to, to listen for during the show. So that's why they really want to see is the technique, how they can professionally uh, present all those uh, performance, present it smoothly and beautifully. I think this is what the technique they need to spend, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years to complete it. I think this is the mission that the traditional Chinese puppeteer master thing, even up to now, is not the best. They always mention to me that the best is my father, the best actually <laughs> is my grandfather, but not me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and what's 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 to the to someone who is outside of it, you see it. You're just impressed because you, you. I know for myself, I would never have that skill. But to watch it and be like, and and they say, oh no, my grandfather was better. And you're like, you're pretty fantastic. You do some amazing work. I I think you're selling yourself a little short when it when it when it comes to that. Um, what would you uh, say is. Uh, in, in this journey, I mean, is, is the process still going on in your research mm -hmm. with, with this? And um, what, what would you say are some of the discoveries that you've made in as, you've, as you're trying to help transform uh, what, from what I'm gathering, is sort of a, a fading art mm -hmm. to try and give it new life? I see. I know in China they probably still got some uh, puppetry school, but in Hong Kong it's no more. And actually the puppet um, master, as I mentioned to you, only got few left. And then the youngest one is 60 plus. Oh, the, the youngest is 60 plus? The youngest. Oh so, my. So that's why uh, we're, we're thinking we are tracing with time. And um, the 
problem is they can't really just spend like 10 years, they become the puppet master perfectly. Mm -hmm. So that's why uh, we try to introduce some kinds of sustainable method or sustainable weight that we can keep on the traditional Chinese puppetry, keep on working. So now we're thinking about go for two directions. One is education. So if let's say the younger puppeteer, they can't be the puppet master, but at least they can, I mean, they can transform all those knowledge or information to the young generations know, I mean, through education. And uh, maybe they just know some little technique, but through that technique, they can go and bring it to the school, secondary school, uh, primary school, and then teach the kid, use the puppetry okay. as a media and tell their own story. And after the kids got training, then they can have a performance in front of the school. So we'll like multiply the number of audience, you know what I mean? So this is one is through education. The other one is through performance. But the performance, if we're talking about just based on the puppet master, if people really love that art form, they have already I mean, go to the theatre, buy ticket to see it. Right. But if now it's in fading because the young generation will find that it's not that attraction. It's just like a puppet. Uh, you, you know what I they're, mean? They're, they're not quite as in, as enthralled with it. Yeah. So that's why we would like the aim is to put the puppetry. I mean, the pup, uh, the puppet master in front of stage. They are here, and also they are working. Uh, collaborate with the puppet together. They are one unit, not mm -hmm. separate. You just look at the puppet. Uh, and the other way is we try to add on some other media. Uh, why we try to find the Italian percussion artists to work together is because melody, rhythm is very important. But the point is for Chinese traditional puppetry, they use the traditional Chinese opera singing. And I know some Western people say, oh, very high pitch, what they are doing is like screaming. But actually, uh, they are singing or they're telling the story of it. Okay. Uh, but if some young generation even got the same, um, I don't know, a misunderstanding. So that's why we think about maybe just use rhythm and melody, make it help to interpret that scenery. And the other is we would like to see, sometimes we can close up to see the puppet. But sometimes, how about if we like to see the internal part of the puppetry? Okay. So that's why we try to use the multimedia right. uh, to tell the inside story, or maybe with some imagery, with the multi um, video mapping or mm -hmm. interactive elements to create another diversified performance. So we hope that can also help uh, to sustain the possibility, to sustain the development of that traditional Chinese poetry. So with, with all, all that's, this being said, are there now, is there hope that more is written about it in terms of books or papers and uh, the development of, of, of workshops? Is that, is, that what's, is that what's hopefully coming from this research and to help keep the, the art alive? Yeah, actually, we did that in ninety. I mean, two thousand fourteen. Okay. So we have like a film months training for the puppeteer, young puppeteer, okay. and then we conduct a performance in the drama theater in Hong Kong Academy okay. uh, with the multimedia and I mean new soundtracks things like that. And after that, we uh, invite those ten puppeteer went out to the secondary school, primary school to do the education and see what they learned from that year and then to share 
with the students and also to lead the students to conduct their own story with the puppet as a media and to show to the entire school. So after all that, we finalize all those material and also our experience and then to make a report as a book. So we got the book, it's called the Puppet Whispers. Puppet Whispers? Yeah, like okay. the Puppet Whispers. Okay. <laughs> just the behind story. So we okay. have that book so I can also send one to you. I, I, I would love it. I'm totally fascinated by it. Um, when you got involved with with this whole project, um, did you did you start? Did they ask you to start pra trying the skill? Did you train a little bit in how to manipulate a puppet or any of that? I did try some uh, because uh, the our young puppeteer they try to do patches we are all the white paper so even for myself I don't find guilty because we are all the white paper stuff from the first day and mm -hmm. they try to work around with it but we find it very difficult particularly the string puppets that okay. I mentioned to you because the string is more than the height so for example I can see the puppeteer hold that free string I try to hold it but because the height is different my arm is different I mean the length of it uh -huh. the holding point is different so okay. it's it's very difficult. It's really spend time and time and time to practice to become perfect. So the so that's interesting. You talk about the different height. So do the are the puppets built to the to the performer? So if 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 you have someone who is who is very who's you know so tall that the, the 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 strings and everything have to be to their wouldn't it have to be to their height. And then if you wanted to run that puppet, you can't, or it's very difficult because it's not built for you, for your height. So they would have to make a puppet to your height, or, or how does that work? Actually, for traditional Chinese puppetry, <coughs> I know <coughs> the pup, um, they mix by particular uh, experts who did, I mean, to, um, to finish the puppet. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when the puppet passes to the performer, the performer will tiny trim for how it's really fit for their, okay, uh, their, so they, they build their movement okay. or the action, how to compete, compete it more smoothly. But for the string puppets, one thing uh, is interesting is because they can be a very big movement. I mean, for, uh, for Western ones, sometimes I can see the hand move up, down, open up, but actually they can hold a cup hold a vase and then put the water from the vase to the cup and then drink it and then throw away the, the cup. And also I see one is uh, called Zhonghui, it's kind of the, um, the um, I don't, like the Ghostbuster. And then what he did is he will fly with his soul and then to fly around the ghost. And at the end of it, he put back his soul back to the, is it called shield or? Oh, the, the sire. The sire, put back to the sire, but the sire hole is like that. Uh -huh. I mean, for me, I put it back, I still need time, but he's holding the string and then to make the, the throw back to that sire. So I said, how amazing. <laughs> I mean, this is really spend time and time and time to, to practice it. Wow. Yeah. That's why I find it so fascinating for that artwork. So, uh, is that, so that project is still going on, or have you, are you moving on to a, another aspect of that project? How, what, what is the future of, of, of this? work you're doing today? Actually, um, the funding have gone, um, so uh, we need to see either we can apply for another funding, but in between that, we will really live to put more focus for that 10 young puppeteer to give more material or resources. And also we will, uh, not regularly, but occasionally, we will invite some old puppet uh, master 
go back and come back and then to have maybe like one day or a couple hours master workshop to I mean renew that skill and technique so we hope that thing can be sustained uh, then they can enhance more experience and because I mentioned all those young puppeteers they are performers so uh, what we can see is sometimes for their performance, they will add on some puppetry elements in the new production. So this is also one of the uh, successful points, but uh, still need more time and more skill technique that we need to train that young puppeteer mm -hmm. to keep on growing. So the, if people want to learn more about Traditional, uh, traditional puppetry or this particular project. Where, where can they find uh, information about it? Is there a website? Is there? Do they contact your school? How, do, how do they do that? Uh, actually, we got a website. Is uh, ch uh, Chinese puppetry, uh, traditional Chinese puppetry in Hong Kong. Uh, I can give you the website, Absolutely. and then you we'll, can. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, yeah, then everybody can go and look at it, and you can also see the. Uh, old masters interview and also some of our information regarding the puppetry but uh, we need some funding I mean before to draw I mean to keep going but we still uh, one thing we are still keep on doing is we will update uh, for example if we got some puppet show in Hong Kong we will also post it up and most of the show is free of charge because okay. uh, we need to get the uh, Hong Kong government's funding or maybe uh, oh one thing they still can survive is because for Chinese uh, traditional village, I mean the farmhouse village, um, every 10 year, every 5 year, sometimes they will have a, a big a grave uh, raping. I mean they go to uh, worship their ancestors, okay. something like that. That they will have a big event and sometimes that event they would like to see the puppetry okay. performance. So this is the only chance that we can see them keep on doing. And this is free of charge and that's why we've got all those information and post it up. Mm -hmm. If you're ever in Hong Kong, they're interested to know that, they can just click on the website, see it. But can't guarantee each month we'll have it. So maybe sure. in like a couple months you can see right. it happen. If, uh, if you could, uh, <laughs> would, it, would an ideal thing be to eventually develop a show that you can take and take to uh, schools, like tour? Would, would, would that be something that you would yeah, actually, like we did that too. Okay. Uh, and also, uh, the LSSD also very good in Hong Kong government. They support like uh, each year, uh, maybe a, a certain, certain amount of funding uh, to invite the old public uh, master to conduct a workshop. And then, very junior level, but teach the school <laughs> kid how to make the simple puppetry and also how to operate the puppetry. Uh, sometimes may not be enough time for them to do their performance but if they have time enough we always love for students to I mean to create their own show and mm -hmm. then to show it to their fellow I mean their fellow classmates this has been incredibly fascinating I knew nothing about it I mean my only entry point into uh, puppets was either my my own little experience uh, as, a, as a child or um, uh, as I started to learn more about theater was being introduced to uh, Japanese uh, bunraku, I think uh, it's called, uh. that type of, of puppetry. I know I knew nothing about uh, uh, Chinese puppetry or and that, that that's the proper that's the proper name for it. Well, no, there's a there's probably a specific Chinese name for it. Uh, traditional Chinese name for Chinese puppetry yeah. or is there like like I said, Japanese have bunraku. 
I see. They call the, I mean, we just call shadow puppet. Everybody probably heard about that. Okay. And then the hand puppet. Right. And then the rock puppet. Because rock, they really use the rock. Okay. And then the wood rock. And then to, uh, to uh, sculpture all those puppetry okay. in, in wood. So that's why, I mean, not entire body. Uh, because they just like the rock and also the head. That's it. And okay. then the other is like the clothing cover it. Okay. That's the rock puppet. The other is the string puppet. The string puppet is... It's really fascinated if you see that all those strings are, I mean, down here, and then how to pick up which one is so, I mean, confusing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. The, I, again, I'm, I'm so blown away by, by all this information. I'm really appreciative of, of Jenny uh, uh, putting us together to have this conversation. And uh, I look forward to seeing this book and learning more and keeping, you know, tabs on, on what this project is and hopefully have the opportunity to one day experience it in person. Yeah, I will hope it can show to everybody and I, I believe that art forms to everybody should see it and appreciate it. That's what we hope. All right. Well, I yeah. want to say thank you. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. And, uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this latest episode of the podcast. Remember, this podcast is listener supported. So wherever you get it, be sure to subscribe, rate and review. This podcast can be found on such platforms as iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, we can be reached at archivett24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's A-R-C-H-I-V-E-T-T-24 at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Archiving Technical Theater History. We appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.